So you're a doctor at the, let's just say the Los Alamos Area 51 uh, National Laboratory, right? And you basically have a pretty good idea of what's going on in the underground levels, but you're not really given security clearance for that uh, for that basic, um, that, that area, right? Now, you have a couple of friends that you went to medical school with to become a doctor, right? To become a surgeon, a geneticist, whatever, you name it. And a couple of them ended up at the Los Alamos Laboratory with you. And one of them, him or her, doesn't matter, ends up having a much higher security clearance than you do. And they have a tag on their their necklace that they have to wear, whatever it's called, uh, every time they come into work every day, when they take the Janet Airlines, again, the just another non-existent terminal airlines, if you go back uh, three, four months ago to an episode we did there, and you see that your friend keeps getting promotions, but you don't know for what, then you mind your own business, but it's not that he's get, he or she's getting more promotions, it's the fact that you know for a fact, because you went to medical school with this person, that they're not nearly as smart as you. And so you're thinking to yourself, how come someone not as smart as me is getting, you know, promoted and rewarded? It seems to be at least rewarded so much, right? They're going into these secret meetings, coming out and saying, okay, you know, and whispering to, to, to you, oh, I have another clearance for another level underground or whatever, right? Why is that the case? Now, before we start, I just want to say that we do have a Patreon. It does help support the show. And I will be shouting out almost, I think almost everybody tomorrow, quite a few names. So I'd like to thank you so much for that. And there will be more because I have, uh, I have been checking emails and messages, but I will, um, I will be clearing all that up by tomorrow. Anyways, the Hecatomb, the offerings of different adversaries to keep earth isolated. Now, there's so many different things we got to jump into here. So let's just start. So what I mean by the example of the doctor is this. When my research and our research and evidence from the show shows that every single whistleblower, you name it, Phil Schneider, Albilek, Bob Lazar, uh, even that other gentleman, I think his codename was Bob or Charles, who had the, he never actually came out um, to, to reveal his real identity. He had a, a mask over him, but I'll put the picture up for those watching on YouTube. The point is this. They've all said that every single geologist, geneticist, surgeon, biologist, you name it, every engineer, every single one that had a position where there was clearance having to do with extraterrestrials, they did not hold those positions because of how smart they were. They held those positions because of how good they were to be able to keep a secret. And the reason I bring this up before I move on and elaborate into the ICC and the secret space program stuff is because the, and I have to say, I have to watch my words here, but those on who are on Patreon will know exactly what I'm talking about. The kids that are being abducted every year, whether it's for sex trafficking, alien experimentation, you name it. The reason why so many of them are being abducted is because when you have surgeons, especially in, you know, the deep underground military bases that are not the best at what they do, but they can keep a secret. It means that their talents are not as good as someone else who's better than them with regards to their profession, right? And on this show, we're all about being respectful here, but we also have to call things like they are. I know nowadays, you know, people are like, oh, you know, you, you got to be careful because people might get, you know, sensitive. No, 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 listen, folks, we got to call like it is, right? And you guys know that. When it comes down to the fact that someone is better than somebody else, it's something that's just the way things are. So, so many children are being kidnapped and abducted because these surgeons need more, I guess we could say, quote unquote, test subjects to work on because they're not that good. That's exactly what it is. Now, you're going to see why I bring this up. But anyways, there are eight major elements to certain programs within the ICC. Now, for those who say, Dave, what is the ICC? I will tell you right now exactly what that is. So the ICC stands for the Interplanetary Corporate Conglomerate. Now, there are, it's not exactly a corporation, 
it's just a term that is used to help humans define, at least the ones within the shadow government, define what's really going on here. And what's happening is that there are eight major countries that are responsible for the Solar Warden Secret Space Program that oversee different operations across not just different planets in the galaxy, but across different galaxies all across this entire universe and in other dimensions to ensure the safety of Earth. But it gets way deeper than that. The eight major countries are Israel, China, Russia, England, Australia, Canada, New Zealand, and of course, the United States of America. Now, every other country that is involved in the secret space program reports to or falls, um, I guess we could say falls privy to or falls inferior to one of these eight major countries. Now, notice every single country that I just mentioned in the last 70 years has had a major sighting over the capital of each of their respective heads of states and countries. I mean, if we take a look at the Tel Aviv uh, incident, right? We take a look at um, in the 1940s or 50s, the UFOs flying over the Washington, D.C. capital. This is all done on purpose. And the reason for that is because a hecatomb, if we look at Wikipedia, the definition, I'm not going to read the actual one, I'll just sum it up, basically means that it is it was a sacrifice that the ancient Greeks used to give about 100 cattle up to specific gods, sort of like an immolation, a ritual, you name it, right? But the point here is that different alien species, whether it's the reptilians, the insectoids, you name it, have to actually have certain cadavers of their own kind placed into different planets of the universe in order for an energetic barrier to remain up. Now, you might be saying, Dave, isn't there already an energetic barrier that surrounds this galaxy? There's an energetic barrier that surrounds this galaxy in relation to the multidimensional and energetic souls that are being protected and ingrained here. But what we also have to understand too is that ISOL8, ISO-L8, is a code that is brought up in many different documents that refer, again, to the eight major corporate conglomerates or countries, if you will, that then represent the different jurisdictions within space. Now, let's take a look here at, I never honestly thought I'd be saying this, but ObamaWhiteHouse.Archives.gov, letter from the president, space report. I trans herewith in accordance with section 1613 of the National Defense Authorization Act for the fiscal year 2016, the report and classified annex on an integrated policy to deter adversaries in space. End quote. Now, I'm going to continue on with this, but here I want to bring up a psychological warfare aspect. Look at this document. I'm putting it up on the screen for those on YouTube. This is how it is put right in front of our face, but also being open for two different forms of interpretation. The first one is hypothetical, even though there's no hypothetical reference. Every single governmental document that has to do with space, generally speaking, always references a hypothetical scenario, a possibility, a situation here, a situation there. Even NSA documents, you know, how to handle potential threats from outer space. But even then, it says the word potential. Why is there nothing here about that? Referencing potential, hypothetical, you name it. Right now, let's carry on. The report is the result of an interagency process with the objectives to reduce risks to the United States and our allies in space. Bracket 7 and bracket. And to protect and preserve the rights, access, capabilities, use, and freedom of action of the United States in space. Success will require a multi-year effort and commitment across all departments and agencies, and I look forward to con your continued support. Sincerely, Barack Obama, end quote. Now, I'm not saying Barack Obama knew everything. I would dare to say that he was part of the, you know, the, the handful of presidents within the last 15 to 20 years that were not given a, as much, you know, clearance or access to the secret space program simply because the secret space program has become so self-established that it's not even a shadow government anymore. It's, I would dare to argue it's even much stronger than that, but... I mean, I say sadly, but, you know, whatever. It depends how you perceive it. Now, if we take a look at Inquisitor.com, and I quote, 
The Cabal might try to introduce us to this group, explain that they have been around for a really long time, and hope that they can get us to follow a mystical new religion offered by these beings. According to ET researcher Dr. Michael Sala writing on his Exopolitics blog, uh, the US government, according to researchers, concluded a trade treaty with the Tall White Aliens soon after World War II. Some sources claim that the trade agreements with the Tall Whites might have been concluded as early as the 1940s under the administration of President Harry Truman. End quote. Now, you might be saying, Dave, we, we kind of know this stuff. Why are you bringing all this up? The reason I bring this up is because when these species have to be separated into different planets in order for an energetic seance to happen, what ends up occurring is that these tall whites that struck a deal initially with Hitler, okay, these tall whites then create an infighting within Earth, the different governmental and shadow government agencies. And you might be saying, what do you mean by infighting? Well, the shadow government is not this like, you know, secret, perfect cabal and everyone's on the same page. There's constant infighting. Again, I bring back the reference of organized crime, the mafia. You have different crime families. They have the general same goal, which is in their case to make money, but it doesn't mean they all agree with each other. You know what I mean? And it's the same idea here. Now, the reason why in this current time that we're in, disclosure seems to be right on the precipice, right on the edge, but at the same time, it seems so far away is because there are different factions that are vying within the government of these eight major countries regarding disclosure. And we see that. Take a look at the former Israeli space minister, again, from Israel. Donald Trump allegedly wanted to, you know, um, to, uh, to reveal certain, especially the tall white species. Look, United States, right? We take a look at former Canadian Defense Minister of Canada, Paul Hellyer. Do you see what I'm saying? How come it comes from all these, even Australia, the Pine Gap uh, Valley in Australia, with the secret U.S. bases that they kind of had to admit, you know, yeah, it's there, but we're not really going to tell you officially, yada, yada. Do you see what I'm saying? How come it all comes from the same eight countries? And again, we see that all of these different occurrences are jurisdictions within that of Smirsh. Now, what was Smirsh? Smirsh was an operation. I'm not going to even quote Wikipedia just because I've studied it so much. But Smirsh was, long story, an operation done that was basically against the, the, uh, the Nazis, Right. Stalin ordered the Russians to try to infiltrate the Nazis. And on a public level, it was, it was for a particular reason. But on the back end, it was for the secret, the Russian book of secrets, so to speak. Right. It was to obtain this book. Now, the point of this book is because not because it was just about the technology and the different alien species. I mean, if you lose you know, data or files or books or journals on these species, it's not that hard to contact these species again and say, OK, you're you're the insectoids, you're the tall whites, you're this, you're that. The point of the book was because it detailed this is just one of many things that the book had that was so valuable to stalin by the way it detailed which species needed to be sacrificed which then led to the alien concentration camps 30 40 years later that mainly have to are within the united states but are overseen by russia because again each corporation is responsible for a particular species so which species which species are those i will list you those i do not know however i must admit which species belong to which country and what i mean by that is this each non-compliant species with say for example there's an insectoid within the united states that's not listening or what have you the icc the interplanetary corporate conglomerate then says okay this one is going to be sent to a concentration camp and then we'll take a look at the end of the year all of the different concentration camps within the country for these aliens the holographic ones if you remember and what we're then going to do is we're going to choose which one has been i guess we could say the least compliant and they will then be part of this sacrifice for this hecatomb right now the species are the antarcticans all right, the Alpha Draconians, the Chupacabras, the Blues, the Blonde Nordic Humanoids, the Reptoids, the Greys, and the Agarthans. Now, 
what's interesting is that <laughs> most of these species that I just mentioned, the ones that just so happen to fall in that list of eight, by the way, are the same species that tend to generally look like us. I mean, okay, fine, you have the greys and the reptilians, what have you, but most of them, the Antarcticans, which was a human breakaway civilization from many thousands of years ago, then the Agarthans, there's a big difference. Antarctica leads to Agartha, but there are differences in the civilizations there. Then we have, obviously, the different, you know, the greys, and that's pretty distinctual, the blonde Nordic humans, right? Anywhere from six to ten feet tall, generally speaking. This is why so many humans are unexplicably found dead in certain forests, mutilated because when these hecatomb sacrifices are completed it's not about actually giving the body much more rather than what the inside of the body is and you might be saying dave they're constantly harvesting different things all the time so why would particular beings need to be chosen and filtered through so precisely and the reason for that is because these sacrifices require pure energy emitted from these particular beings so just like for example how a human would smoke right if you're a doctor and you're doing or a surgeon and you're doing a, a, a test uh, a test surgery on a real human which would never usually happen but let's just you know for hypothetical sake what you're going to do is if you had the choice of you know a healthy human preferably younger which again which is very unfortunate a healthy human or one that's smoked and this and that but they're a little bit older come on which one are you going to take and that's what it filters down to this is the combination of realisticness in it and as well as is, yeah realisticness i think that's a word R being realistic okay and actually being able to dis, uh, differ, let's just say, from different species that have different chemicals that may have infiltrated their body. Now, the other thing that's interesting too is that if we take a look at the fact that there are different zones of silence, there seems to be a coordination where a lot of children, and we'll be discussing this on Patreon as well too, a lot of children tend to generally go missing because of the fact that when we look at where certain corporate bases are, these corporate bases, the ICC bases on on the moon and, and on Mars, are geometrically perpendicular, I kid you not, to that of the zones of silence. And is it a coincidence that we constantly find dead bodies within zones of silence that are always mutilated again? And you know what's interesting? There are eight holes that are that these bodies are mutilated from why does the number eight keep reoccurring and keep coming up now let's take a look here at livescience.com researchers can now collect and sequence dna from the air we shed dna everywhere that includes the air according to a new study and quote now you think the cia doesn't know about this you think the mi6 or the, or the mossad they don't know about this seeding dna is actually a new form of dead drops and dead drops within the intelligence community is ways in which certain officers of certain agencies can meet with other officers or other assets in a secretive format to exchange information very subtly and quickly kind of like um i mean the best example in the real world would be like you know a drug dealer you know putting some drugs under a newspaper sliding it to someone else at the table and then that person takes the drugs and they walk away you don't even talk to each other you know what i mean it's that's what a dead drop is to these intelligence agencies now ironically enough notice the similarities between drug dealing and the intelligence world but anyways we'll get to that in the members episode but the point is this the DNA that living things, human and otherwise, shed into the environment is called environmental DNA, eDNA. Collecting eDNA from water to learn about the species living there has become fairly common, but until now, no one had attempted to collect animal eDNA from the air, end quote. And the reason why I bring this up is because when we take a look at some of the different occurrences, and when I say occurrences, I'm referring to the MAD program, and when you say MAD, what, what are you talking about here? The MAD Scientist Laboratory, and I'd like to thank 
my friend for uh, giving me the, sending me this, uh, this article and these documents. You know who you are. Take a look at some of the quote-unquote potential game changers within the different areas of the intelligence and military community. Why are they such significant game changers and why are there eight major categories? Again, each category is going to be sent to a different ICC. It's not about, oh, it's Israel, oh, it's England, oh, it's Russia. No, everyone here is humans at this point in time. Everyone's here because we're representative of humans. You see what I'm saying here? And so what happens is that, for example, let's take a look. Um, the era of accelerated uh, human progress. Let's just take a look at one of them. Um, swarms slash semi-autonomous. All right. And to mass coordinated, fast, collaborative, small standoff, overwhelm target systems, mass or disaggregate, Internet of Things, space, vulnerable sensor to shooter, the era of contested technology, all the hyper velocity weapons, rail guns, all this different stuff. It all falls under eight major categories. Which country each designated weaponry weaponry system, excuse me, will go to? I'm not sure. I'm honestly not sure, but it seems like there's a constant reoccurrence with this number eight. Again, we see it over and over again. Not only that, but if you take a look at the, the recent Antarctic Treaty, there was an update, which is that the eight major countries, which are the same eight countries that I just listed for you guys, also are responsible for overseeing the Antarctic Treaty. It was a small adjustment made in the many thousands uh, of, of uh, pages within the document itself. But these are the type of connections we have to try to make because this is how it's subtly done. It, it, it's Guys, it's put right in front of us. I mean, I'm not honestly saying that this is just something, oh, you know, this and that or whatever. This is exactly what's happening, how it's being put in our faces. And I'd like to thank my friend Rumors of Instinct for the, for the phrase that he always uses when people, even myself, ask him his thoughts on disclosure. He says, for the people that look disclosure has already happened and it's true we see it right here guys so we have a massive episode coming tomorrow i'd like to thank all of you for watching this we have a live stream coming later today hopefully i'll get this up before the live stream and uh, we'll catch all you guys later cheers